That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, Walker! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! The PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to. Welcome to the PWC Extra. I am your host, Jimmy T, and my co-host, he is the Gunner of Doom. He is the EST of the PWC. He is Dr. Jeff Lippman. Welcome back to the Extra. It's been a while since we've done an Extra. So what's the haps? Yeah, today's a weird day because I'm supposed to, I was supposed to go down to my office for the, uh, an all, they call it a hands-on meeting. Um, so I was supposed to be driving down to Virginia, but somebody hit my car in a parking lot. So I've got oh. to, uh, go take it to the shop and, and get the rental car and all that. And that's all set for three o'clock today. So, uh, so now I'll just listen to it remotely. So, you know, this, this was the two hours that I blocked off to drive to Virginia to get to the office, you know, and grab lunch if I needed to. Um, so I strangely have a free two hours, and, and then I'll listen to the meeting on Zoom or whatever, and um, hopefully not not learn that I've been fired over over the <laughs> meeting in front of a hundred other people or whatever, oh, so they can all come point on, bro. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's the way we do it at, the, the, at my office. Ever we do it publicly so everyone can point and laugh, um, <laughs> and then we throw uh, raw, you know old vegetables at you, uh, <laughs> like rotten tomatoes. Exactly like that. Cabbage, tomatoes, <laughs> occasional Ew. eggs. Yeah, you know, it gets it gets tossed. It's like it's it's like a cartoon from Ew. you know you know beetroot too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brussels sprout. Very medieval. It's 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 uh, a small uh, loophole in the law that you're allowed to do that in certain counties in Northern Virginia <laughs> to 
the lawyers if it's being done by other uh, lawyers. I think that's a worldwide thing, Jeff, to be fair. <laughs> Whether you're a lawyer, I mean, I don't know how some other... I wonder how lawyers... How much money would lawyers get paid in third world countries, Jeff? Would they be well off at all? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure some are. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I never thought about it. Just thought about it. Imagine being a lawyer in Kenya. Speaking of Kenya, <laughs> number one. Yeah. Thank you, one. Kenya, once again. Still, still at the top. All right. Still numero uno in Kenya. Can you believe nice. that's Kenya? Yeah, that's great. I mean, I, I, what's happening with the rest of the countries in the region? I mean, come on. We're ranked it's, in the UK, Canada, US, Australia, Zimbabwe, uh, Angola, Russia. Uganda. You're, you're letting us no. down. No, no, that's homeboy. He's always in those countries like Suriname, uh, Uganda. You know, Suriname's like in South America. Oh, whatever. Who, who goes to Suriname in South America if you go to South America? Let's be honest. Criminals mainly... go to Suriname in South America well, to, to evade extradition. Did you know, actually, in that country, there's more Indian people? And I'm, when I say Indian, I'm talking about from the, India. the Asia, India, not Native American, in Suriname. I did not know that. Oh, well, now you know. Actually, as a matter of fact, um, our, our very own Javid from Hamid Media Group He's from there. His family's from there, but it, he's Indian background, though. All right. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Geography lesson 101 again. Um, not just geography, but I guess a bit of history. <laughs> Jinder Mahal says PWC top 10 in Springfield. Yeah, but I which mean, one? But which one? Right. There's Massachusetts. Isn't it Indiana as well, I think? This is Springfield, Missouri. There's, Spring, there's a Springfield everywhere, which is sort of why they picked the name. <laughs> Chris Willen says some PW geography on the PWC. <laughs> that's right. You know, there's only one English speaking country in South America, and that's British Guyana. Oh, there's another lesson. I actually didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I would have known that. I know the country, but they speak English as official language. Yep. Ah, interesting. The well, then that would make. South America. What about um the one that Argentina and England were fighting over? What's that island? Falkland Islands. Falkland well, Islands. Wouldn't they speak English too? Yeah, but they were fighting over it because it's a British. It's not. It, it's not. It's a British protectorate. It's part of right. And Argentina yeah, were trying to claim it. Right, and that that's why the British sent their fleet. <laughs> and how'd that go for you, uh, Argentina? <laughs> Pretty poorly. <laughs> Pretty poorly. They did send anyway, it well, yeah, that's true. Uh, Chris Williams says, before the AW review, any thoughts on Dominic winning the North American title? Do you think Balor wins the World Heavyweight Championship at SummerSlam or ends up the Souls Judgment Day member with nothing leading to turmoil? Um, no, he will not win at SummerSlam, first of all. And we we called it about Dom. We said Dom will win it. I mean, yeah, we, we all thought that was the, the right move. I, I think we said it on Machismo again with, with Big Ray. We all, you know. We did. And you know, I've always been game planning. I said that I thought it was a great idea. That that, that I thought it'd be an excellent segue into teaming Wesley with Rey Mysterio against his wayward son, and sort of passing the torch not to Dom, but to, to Wesley as sort of the underdog, uh, baby face with a heart of gold kind of thing. Um, <laughs> I wonder who this guy is, Jeff. I, I wonder. <laughs> I don't know if he's probably working or something. He's probably doing he probably he's probably, something, probably doing something productive. But yeah, we're all for as far as um, Finn Balor. If he wins, he will be the victim of a successful cash in by Damian Priest. 
Um, Imagine that, dude. Which would be terrific. If he doesn't win, it's still possible there's a successful cash-in by Damian Priest. Now, listen, let me let me get my biases out there. If you, if you don't know this already, I hate Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, my my auto dialer, I start I I type in S E T and and it my phone automatically types in Seth Rollins ruins everything. Like if I if I have wow. anything else that comes after S E T, like I've got to delete the whole sentence and go back. Um, Suck, Jeff. Right. Uh, but uh, but I think it'd be fun if if Damian Priest cashed in. Dom's got North American. Rhea's got the World Champion, and and not only did Finn not win, but you know Damian sort of piggybacked on on him weakening, uh, you know uh, Seth Rollins, and then uh, Finn wants I want another chance because I softened him up. You, I want to be first in line, and but... <laughs> yeah, and then he gets another chance. I don't even know why he's even entitled to another chance. I guess he asked Seth Rollins firsthand, firsthand, sorry, for that championship opportunity. But shouldn't he go to like Pierce or something? Yes, but I mean, the the only reason that that latter scenario really rings true for me is because you know Vince McMahon's pension for having someone get rematch after rematch after rematch, even though they don't deserve it. Uh, you know, no matter what. Ah. <laughs> Don't cry for me, Argentina. That's I know that's what I was saying about the Falcon Islands, but uh, definitely yeah. you keep your distance. <laughs> everybody, keep your distance. <laughs> I think uh, Chris says I think it's great. Dom carrying the NXT title on the main roster will possibly spark interest in the show, which most people likely don't watch. Well, listen, uh, if, I, you, if you take out the NXC episode that actually aired on January, July 4th, on the 4th of July, which, you know, just crested over 500,000. The last four weeks have been like in the 790s, the 670s, and then this week, 746,000. So NXT? Yeah, NXT. So wow. NXT has, has consistently been beating, well, Collision and Rampage, if you want to look Oof. at it. Now, Dynamite last week did... A twenty-three, so no. you know, blood and guts will probably give it a little bit of a surge, uh, possibly. But I don't know. I, you know, the people who are tuning out, maybe they don't give a shit about that. So I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. But uh, it would be fun mm. if, if this was a reg- if this was a non-blood and guts AEW. It would be fun to see if how close NXT got to uh, Dynamite, just, just, just for you know, troll purposes. I didn't realize NXT were getting those sort of numbers, to be honest with you, Jeff. And and just say, just say, NXT decides to take over Dynamite on a consistent basis, you know, on a Tuesday. C- could we get a Wednesday Wars again? Or nah, WWE will stay clear of that. I don't think, well, I, again, I don't think it's WWE. I think, I think USA is going to stay clear of that. Um, but, uh, I mean, but, Remember, we've been talking about how the women's roster on NXT is an embarrassment of riches, and the men's roster is a disaster. So right. let, let's see what let's take a look and let's evaluate what's happened. So on the women's roster in NXT, occasionally you see main roster people go up there, and yeah, Rhea is down there, and she's been apparently she has some story with Lyra Valkyria, um, which I don't. Lyra is a face, but apparently she's trying to impress Rhea. But the main roster talent on NXT. Is Dana Brooke, who's you know a castaway, but on the men's side, who's down there? So you got Babatunde, yeah, you, you have Dijak, you have Garza and Carrillo, 
you have are they are they on NXT now? Yeah, they're on NXT. You have scripts. Um, you know, there, there's there's you've had the Judgment Day down there. You've had Seth Rollins down there. You had Apollo Cruz doing something. But I mean, Apollo. A lot, these, a lot of these people are sort of permanently assigned down there. Um, so Baron Corbin, you know, is is right, down right. there. The so, lone wolf again. <laughs> now I'm not saying saying that these people are big stars. I mean, obviously, if they were big stars, they wouldn't be on NXT. Uh, and obviously, you know, things like Seth Rollins and Judgment Day does spike interest. But between that and the and the cross promotion on Raw and SmackDown and 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 all of the WWE shows, plus seeing some, you know, w- whether you like it or not, the 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 male talent that's made it to the main roster, whether they're good or not. They, they're at least usually better workers and safer workers. So, you know, you have someone for the British, <laughs> the NXT UK imports to work with, and, and the few and far between uh, male wrestlers who have actually developed within NXT that can work uh, to stay safe because the, the men's side has been a disaster. Drew Gulak is another one I forgot about. He's, he's down there sort of on, on a family, fairly permanent basis. It's probably others. Um, but... They, they also saw that their men's division was abysmal. And so they put like eight eight to ten main roster men on, on NXT on a permanent or semi-permanent basis. I'm cool with having the main roster, the main roster stars, sorry, appearing on NXT pretty frequently. You know, as long as you shuffle them a bit, like two weeks of these guys, two weeks of, they, of those guys, two weeks of them and whatever, and just rotate. That's I'm it. cool with that. I don't know if these two guys are any good, but there was a, a tag team. I think they, they, they're they Nino and Primo, I think is, is their name. But, Nino uh, and Primo? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they've been doing promotional vignettes for them for weeks. Like, the, the you know, two kids from the gang. One of them got kicked off the Washington State football team. Um, anyway, they're, they're big <laughs> guys. I mean, I remember one week they had that guy Obafemi on. Obafemi, um, yeah. Uh, you know, we know we haven't seen him again, uh, but you know, he's another big guy and this tag team looks like a big, you know, legitimate tag team. So, uh, you know, uh, hope springs eternal uh, that, that, you know, again, if, if NXT only successfully graduates five people a year, really three people a year from e- each gender, then, and yes, each gender, uh, then, then I would say that's an enormous success. Yeah, well, Apollo's on Raw, I believe, you know, mostly main event. But uh, Do we see him? We never see him. Like, like Facebook uses, says, and I think this is our very own Chris Ams, I think, Apollo Who's and the Gulak and Who Gulak should form a tag team. I mean, I'm called the Who's. Yeah. That's yeah, I, just, I, don't, I don't see much need for that. But, uh, I mean, it. I, I, would, I wouldn't be mad if, like, all of the goobers that never get any time on um, – the main roster formed a faction just called the main eventers just calls those like the a different job squad the main event fucking uh shit kickers instead of the main event mafia you call them the main event jobbers <laughs> no i wouldn't they wouldn't call themselves the main event jobbers you call them the main eventers that that are the main event on main event right or, or you could call them the, the me too movement <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's main like a modern day job squad if you know yeah. what i mean well, I'm I'm using the job squad as a model. It's this, it's the right. same gimmick. I'm just not using the name now. WWE could use the name and bring back Al Snow as their manager, and and the, and, and it would be instantly become and he'd be like, "What does everybody two. want?" Yeah, he, <laughs> not he, hid. <laughs> they would be instantly become the number three merch seller. It, it would uh, you know beat the LWO or stay after Stone Cold Steve Austin and the NWO. 
yes, media and five. We know Dom is not a good wrestler, but you know he is protected by Judgment Day in the main roster. But he was protected by Judgment Day in the main yeah. roster in this match too. I mean, come on, of course. What do you expect against Wesley? I mean, exposed. Yeah. I don't want to say exposed. They're two different types of wrestlers, man. Uh, completely. Let's yeah. be honest. I mean, Wesley has to slow down for him. If yeah, anything, I mean, you know what I mean? Wesley is really good at wrestling. Dom is bad at wrestling. Dom has a good character. Wesley has no character. I mean, you know, so, you know, t together they make a full person. You're saying no, apparently. Right, Doesn't okay. matter. Two types of wrestlers. Okay. I mean, he's allowed. Whatever. Right. right. Well, Wesley, I think Tommy's just up. bad right now. Okay, stop. You, you'll need to have an argument through chat on, on the air. I, I've been listening back to some of our podcasts, and like when we're just responding to chats, it makes absolutely no sense audio wise. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes we don't say anything really, or well, not say anything. We don't really mention it, if you know what I mean. Um, he's saying he's agreeing, though, for fuck's sake. <laughs> That's what he's saying. Anyway, let's move on, Jeff. Let's talk about Kote Ibushi, shall we? Because um, up until you told me off the air, um, I haven't seen anyone else say anything other than you and I. I tweeted. The first, yeah, I know. I saw that and I responded to your tweet because the second I saw Kote Ibushi come out, I thought exactly the same thing. So I was happy that you actually mentioned that on Twitter because it made me feel better. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I wasn't. Clearly I wasn't. There's something off about this guy, man. He almost looks like, I know he's going to sound weird, like you. Like almost like a heroin junkie getting off his shit, dude. I don't know, man. He just he's a little his face doesn't even look the same in many ways. All right. Well, I mean, we're not the only ones. I've seen other people. I mean, the most notable um Twitter account I know that said was Jobber Nation, who's you know, pretty much a you know, claims to be an AEW fan, but is really a WWE. You know, <laughs> One of those ones. <laughs> but uh but you know, he said it, I think it's a he. Um actually I know he's a he. Uh, anyway. Uh or Shim? No, I don't think so. Um, I've never seen Kota Ibushi wrestle before. I don't think so anyway. If I have, I, I didn't notice it. But I've seen video. I've seen stills. I've seen photos. Obviously, it's the same as everyone else. And he's a really ripped guy. I know he had a terrible injury. I know for a while he couldn't lift his shoulder. I know he said he couldn't do a push-up, you know, up until, you know, maybe two or three months ago. Dude, he was, he was claiming the powers that be in New Japan at one stage were trying to kill his mother. Yeah, I remember that. We talked about all that. But, uh, right. I mean, he doesn't look like somebody who got off heroin. He looks like somebody who got off steroids, and, and particularly the types of steroids yeah, well, that, that, that cut you up. That, that he, it looks like he's retaining water. No more stannable. So he might have gotten really thin and took the steroids to bulk you back up, or he just maybe couldn't, Too much couldn't water. for whatever reason take the ones that cut you up or can't, or can't live with the diet the diet anymore but whatever it is like if i had never seen those pictures before and so i might say oh he's stocky guy sort of like pack not as cut but you know yeah you know, he was like cut like pack at one stage no he was cut more he was cut like yeah he's not more right yeah 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 absolutely he, he looked like an action figure like he was like you know can you know, made in a, in a in a processing plant um, he looks like a real guy. I mean, listen, he's still thick. I, I, if you saw him, I wouldn't say what bad looks bad walking down the street. He's he moves like, slower uh, too, Jeff. He seems just he's. I can't comment on slow. I've never seen him. Right? Before. Yeah, I've, seen, I've watched a million matches of his. So believe me when I tell you that. It, 
I don't know, man. It, he, he didn't look good in the ring. He looked plotting. I, I'm giving some of it a pass to ring rest. I'm giving some of it a pass that this is his first match back in forever long, and they stick him in this five against five hardcore death match in two rings in, in, in circle, well, not in circle, but squared by a cage. I mean, that can't be, that, that shouldn't be your first match back. And just to think that you can coordinate and, and everybody's such good worker to stay always. So, you know, maybe he was being slow on purpose, but nothing he did impressed me. And, you know, I mean, and he's not the only one, by the way. I mean, like for the entirety of the match, when there were more people in there, like Adam Page disappeared until like the, the last yeah. 5% of the match. He was barely around. Um, there were others too. I mean, I'll go wheel of you to except for his stuff on the, on the roof, on the cage or the roof. Uh, yeah. The, the, yeah. The roof of the cage was mostly invisible through through most of it and Kota Bushi while he was there he was slopping around i mean he looked like it looked like he was stumbling and bumbling around it, it i was not impressed by him but you know that that i think that match handicaps it to to an extent yeah it's kind of weird man i don't know but uh it, it is what it is i mean what do you do but for the people that haven't seen him, believe me, if you watch some of his previous shit, you understand where I'm coming from. But uh, well, if you just I don't know, man. they put on the air, you know, when they announced he was the fifth member, what was it, Saturday night, I think, or, or Friday, Friday night? I mean, Last just the picture week. they have. Yeah. I mean, the dude, you, he looks like a, you know, a superhero drawn him, you know, he's got an eight pack and you could see his ribs and that's what he looked like. And now he looks like, you, you know what he, he looks like? Like, they, they were like wrestlers who, you could tell when they were on the juice and when they were off the juice. Like you could tell when Roadware Animal was on the juice, and you could tell when he was oh, off yeah. the juice. He looked like he big bulk up, big, like fatty, right? Big soft. He looked. He looked like you know, sort of like Roadware Animal when he was off the juice. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not used to seeing him like that. That's for sure. It was a bit of a shock for me. But uh, but staying with AEW though, Jack Perry. Let's just talk about Jack Perry for a moment. I mean, after. I just want to say, who was he take? Who who did he like get out of the grave? Well, who he put in the grave, I think, was Jungle Boy. Oh, okay. Is that the implication? I thought yeah. he was he was digging up his old man because he was kind of conjure up. He was conjuring up Dylan from fucking nine hundred two one zero. No, I, I I think he was burying Jungle Boy. And what did he come out to? What was the song again? It was fucking ridiculous, dude. Beethoven's fifth. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, He's done whole... and dusted already, bro. Well, I've never liked him, so everyone, welcome to the Jeff side. Yeah, he's terrible. This, this, this match, and and well, can you finally admit Hook can't wrestle? He didn't do too bad. I mean, for I what did. he was. It was a straight question. No, I'm not going to say that because I I didn't think he was that bad. I, and I'm remember, like I'm giving the kid if. He's a suplex machine, literally, like his old man. Well, you you have to get to someone to put on the suplex, and he relies on people. I mean, all he can do is deliver body blows and suplexes, and his coach. That's that, that's, that's it. Isn't that what Brock Lesnar pretty much does? Brock Lesnar can do it all. Anyway, <laughs> Brock Lesnar can go to you, and he can he can do a suplex. <laughs> right. Anyway, anyway, Hook is not. Listen, if Hook was six foot three, two hundred and ninety pounds, I'd give him a pat and look like Brock Lesnar. I wouldn't care. He's still a kid, you know. He's not a kid. A Whatever. He's still in his freaking early twenties, Jeff. So, I think he's in his mid twenties, and 
you know, again, so, so is Austin Theory. So oh, no, that's crazy. That, that's crazy. But, but he's on a different level, man. Austin Theory is just on a different level. You know what I'm saying? Like, in my opinion, anyway. But uh, let me see quickly with Hook. Either way, anyway, Jungle Boy sucks. Wow. That match he's, born, he's 24. He just turned 24, as a matter of fact. Sucks. And he's and he's getting smaller. And that it's tattoo insane. on his chest is stupid. It's like a stick figure person. It's dumb. Yeah, that's kids today, bro. I mean, you know what I mean? They do some stupid shit. I mean, but it is what it is. Look, he's got a chance. Jungle Boy has got no chance. How old's Jungle Boy at this point? Is he 30 yet? Jungle Boy? Um, he's still pretty young, isn't he? No, I think he's 26 ish. Let me see. Oh, no, you're probably right because I know he's been, he's pretty young still. Let's see. Jungle Boy, Jungle Boy. Doesn't even come up. Really? Oh, there we go. Found him. Let's see. How old? 26. You're spot on. Yeah. Spot on. Well, anyway. Jungle Boy sucks. Whatever this character is, he sucks. And that's that. But in other news, staying on AEW, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, did you hear about the, the Cody Rhodes documentary featuring Kenny Omega and the Bucks? Uh, I knew that there was a Cody Rhodes documentary. I know that Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green went to it. But beyond that, no. I The only news I heard on it is that it features a scene where Vince McMahon personally flew to Atlanta. Well, that's true. He did do that. And I knew that from then, from uh, when he first signed with WWE. Uh, yes, but the rest of it, no, I don't know. But, the, you know, why wouldn't it be? They're, they're a big part of his life and his his career um, renaissance. <laughs> career renaissance. Well, anyway, Kenny and the Bucks will apparently feature on it. It's been confirmed today, and they allowed it. Both companies have allowed this to happen, where they will be featuring on the WWE production called the american nightmares which is quite interesting also what kenny said after dynamite was a little interesting he pretty much said he alluded to and now i didn't hear it i just read it about it um apparently what he said is he's gonna do wherever the bucks go wherever they decide to go to he's following them so whatever that means whatever i know fuck fuck i mean i I don't care where he goes but i mean it, it it shouldn't just be to just be with the the box i mean i he does himself a disservice by tying he does to, to he them. does really to anyone i mean he, he doesn't he, he if he wants to go down in history as one of the greats and there's going to be an argument from people that he is one of the greats he sort <sighs> of has to be an individual as well he can't he can't be looked at someone who can't make his own decisions he's overly loyal man if you've noticed when you think about it I mean, he's very loyal to the peeps that have come up with him. You know what I mean? I so, whatever. I mean, cool for you. But like you said, if you want to be considered... Look, man, I'm I'm one of Kenny's biggest fans. I've said this a million times. Everyone knows this, right? But can you really talk about him as one of the greats? When you say the greats, too, that's subjective. Are we talking about now or overall one of the greats? Uh, I'm talking about legacy, whatever counts for legacy in wrestling, one of the greats. I mean, he wouldn't make it to, to any, you know, he probably wouldn't make it to any list of mine where where today's fans would, would you know, they'd probably scoff at me. But, you know, he's not going, he's not going above like 
Scott Hall or no, Snake Robert no. or, or Bruno San Martino no, or stop Big it. Dan Vader no or Ron Stimmen, why... or you know Steve Dr. Death Williams. I'm sure like modern fans probably think he's you know in, in the top ten of all time. There's a lot of people think he's the best of all time. Yeah, no. he, he he's he's not that important to the business. I mean he just isn't. As a draw, he's nowhere near unfortunately and that's me saying that one of the top guys but as an in-ring wrestler in-ring performer sure you he's can make that argument for AEW. i mean the ratings show at the uh, you know AEW shows where he's in the main event they, they yeah but let's be they, honest they actually let's talk that about that what i think at this point it doesn't matter who you bring in in this company it doesn't seem to affect the ratings man well, they, they, there were a couple of exceptions. There were a couple of weeks where where the ratings actually went up at the end. It was it's few and far between, but uh, there were there were a couple matches, uh, and it wasn't too long ago. Um, so, I, I wish but I had. When a better I say memory. ratings, Jeff, I'm talking about forget these hundreds. Look how look how low the bar is now set. I'm just talking I'll about within. About I'm just talking about within the AEW show itself within its own show comparing AEW to AEW, the same show, typically speaking, once you get to the, the seventh quarter and the eighth quarter, there's a precipitous drop. Once you get past nine 30, uh, and off and, and that, and you're right, that is whoever's in the main event, but sometimes it's bigger than others. And it's been like a hundred, 110,000 oftentimes when it's been, you know, sort of the Tony favorites, the, the bucks, the Kenny's, the orange Cassidy's, the, uh, the 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 little guys the the, the Sammy Guevara types, um, but there there have been a couple of shows not too long ago where the the final two quarters were the highest quarters, and it was you know it was noteworthy who was in those matches. Well, our very own Chris Am says Kenny Omega is somewhere around Ken Shamrock in an all time list. He's a good wrestler, good look, etc., but he hasn't done anything memorable. Good matches, cool. But not worthy of the title. Great. Yeah, I, I, I think that's. Right. I mean, I haven't thought about it long enough to see. I would, pro I would put people above him just because of how important they were to me and to the business overall. I mean, you know, modern fans, fans would never put Kevin Nash and Sid Vicious above Kenny Omega. I'd put them both way. Uh -huh, I fucking would, and I'm a Kenny Mark. Right. Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash is. Yeah, I don't care. You can all hang shit on me right now. I was a fucking Nash Mark. Yeah. Straight up, even as Diesel. You know what like, I mean? Like, I mean, like oh, I'm a huge Nash fan. Any and of the guys are that big and had that long, of, you know, that long career. They, they, that's what the business was, was built upon was these giants, these scary people or super, these, you know, these angels and demons, basically. So, you know, these, something supernatural, um, you know, or, and I don't mean supernatural like the, the devil or, or, you know, I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Right. Some, something that's beyond human um, or regular human sculpture. Just like, you know, when, when you see an offensive lineman who's six foot nine or six foot eight, you, you look at them and you're like, wow, more than you do for one that, you know, you, you see some guy that looks like Otis. It's still, you look at a guy like Otis, but when you see, you know, Jonathan Ogden, six foot nine, I mean, you know, or Tony Baselli, you're like, Jesus Christ, that's a different species. Nash and Sid are miles above Kenny, and I never enjoyed either one of them. I didn't mind Sid Nash, but I was a huge Nash fan, like I said. I love, I love. I mean, the, for, first of all, the entrance, hailing from wherever he damn well pleases. I mean, the, the, that that by itself is more important than anything Kenny's ever done. Had he, uh, hey, Sid, Sid was the man, pun intended. Mm -hmm. You know when he used to come, who's the man? 
You know what I mean? Doing the fist. I mean, Sid is underrated, I think, in many ways, man, when you think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though he shouldn't be, though, he's multiple champ, multiple-time champion in multiple promotions, in all the big ones that like, is as well. Kenny Omega would probably be either right above or right after Samoa Joe to me. You know what? Because Joe never won the big one in WWE, if Joe had won the WWE Championship, I would have put Joe ahead. Well, he hasn't won the big one in AEW either. Right. So, yeah, it's fair. No, that's a fair call. I would have to. And I love Joe. I I love Joe. Listen, I I told people that Joe would be in my top 100, but probably around 100. And people were burying me like like I was insulting. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. There's probably been 40,000 professional wrestlers. And I'm putting Joe not not in the top 1%, but in the top sliver of 1%. And what Chris Williams says is spot on, man. Men Nash twice and X-Park Hall past two weeks before that was supposed to happen. There would be no elite without either of these guys. It's facts. True. 100%. I mean, Nash is and Park and Hall, the Wolf Pack, in fact, they influ- I mean, they changed the landscape of professional wrestling legit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In more ways than one. Not just in ratings. But also in the way the you know the boys got paid, right? No, I mean, no, they're the ones that started the guaranteed sort of money, dude. I mean, they did. X X Pac just sort of yeah, you know, he was there to take along. Right? I mean, X Pac would be well below Kenny in my in my yeah. Of know, course, no, no, no. But yeah, look, Pac was lucky to have the type of friends that he had, man. Right. Put it that way. Yes, I <laughs> you know what I mean. But hey, he's a two-time Hall of Famer. Yes, he was. You know. You know, I, I know you're right. You're Somebody right. was trying to make a case that it should be the first third Three time. Times. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, actually, listen, does I he mean, deserve it as six or six park or X park? Is that a Hall of Fame career in your opinion? I mean, there's no standards, but whatever it is, he shouldn't be the first third time. I mean, listen, if you want to go complete Homer on it, I, I would I would give it to Triple H just for for for, for Triple H for evolution for the corporate ministry the corporation the corporation 2.0 with seth rollins the the brainchild and the chief executive of nxt and for wwe executive career i i i put triple h in all of those in all, all of those times uh you know and let him be the first seven time in dude w- he deserves no shit i i know he gets a lot of heat man and i hate hearing that Triple H sucks. He was overrated. I don't believe that shit. I think but, he was a great heel, first of all. Yeah, he can be goofy. But so I can would, most of these wrestlers, man. I would too, but I, I, I'd have him inducted, you know, seven seven times or eight times. You know, he's probably been inducted twice already before I would put X-Pac in for a third time. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure who else. I mean, maybe Ric Flair. What was he in Evolution? Was he part of Legacy also? Or... Or is the, the or is the raw owner and just plain old Ric Flair? I'd, I'd put him. Nah, three-time. he's already three time, isn't he? Is, I I don't know. No, one no, for the Horseman. That, that's the thing. Oh no, no, you're right. One for Horseman, one for Flair. Yeah. 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 Evolution definitely probably deserves yeah, so, it. So I'd put him in as, uh, one for one for Evolution. Also, I mean, you know, uh, and I, I would put I would put in like a true legend before I'm putting X Pac in on you know th- three times. Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, yeah, that's interesting. No, you're right. You're probably right. 
Um, anyway, let's move on because we can talk about it. And now this show is just us, you know, shooting the shit about various wrestling things. So, um, yeah, like just so any, everyone knows. But, um, uh, well, there was something I was meant to point out. Uh, you want me to just put a couple of uh, sort of tidbits out there while you're gathering yourself? Yeah, no, I'm just looking at the like the the news from the dirt. But yeah, please do while I find something half well, interesting. Well, Ray Phoenix vacated a couple of AAA titles, and it, it seems like more and more wrestlers are done with AAA. Um, you know, and they're vacating Why? titles voluntarily because they're too. Is that going to shut down? You think possibly? Well, I don't know if it's going to. No, I don't think so. I think that, but I think that. Just for all you people who say the titles are important, obviously they're not to the actual title holders because it's more important that they do more work here in the United States. Presumably for AEW and Ring of Honor, they're getting paid too much to keep having these travel troubles and, and logistics <laughs> and dealing with Mexico. Teddy Hart, one of my favorites, he was recently arrested again, uh, pulled over in Florida and uh, got two uh, two felony drug charges on him. Uh, oh. And, and I think ex- ecstasy and steroids. And, and before we introduce uh, Chris, I mean, the funny thing is he actually had the baggies labeled as testosterone and MDMA. And, <laughs> so he was kind enough to have it labeled for the officers who still tested it. But that's Teddy Harfer. You go, oh, no, I was just playing the coke. No, no, sir. <laughs> I want to take that, Chris. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Come on, that's a perfect Teddy Hart impression. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> oh no, officer! Not to, I definitely wasn't driving. Whoever it was looks like me, but they ran away really fast. It was my doppelganger, <laughs> and I was trying to have the fastest hands, and but I didn't want to punch him out while I was driving. The car would have crashed. <laughs> oh, Chris, That's man, welcome uncle. to the extra. But I'm sorry, man, but that. <clears throat> I don't know, man. I, I'm leaving it to you right now, Chris. Say what you have to say, please. Oh, dude, I just I just got back from a vacation in Western Canada. That is pretty much perfect Western Canada accent right there. <laughs> that's, that's that's pretty oh. fucking close, man. You know, I didn't talk to many people because I was just there on, like, vacation, right? I didn't have to actually have conversations with most people. <laughs> and also, you know, I was in a big mall, so most of the shopkeepers are foreign anyway. But um, when I was leaving and I had that accident in Calgary, I stopped in. I had to stop in and talk to the poli- t- talk to the police. And the officer who came up to me was like, "Oh hi, yeah, what's going on? Oh, okay." <laughs> I was like, "What oh, hi. the fuck?" I was like, "Where did this fucking guy come from? He's straight out of Strange Brew." Anyway, yeah, I uh, I saw you guys were doing a podcast, and I'm uh, I'm at least on break for lunch. I don't know if I'm done today. Are you on lunch break? Not, no shit. I am. I'm on my lunch break, so so I figured I would uh, I would stop in the PWC's very own version of X Pac. I'm just I'm just tagging along with you guys. <laughs> God, come on, bro. Well, that's come a, on well, you're on duty soon, because I know you're doing the skirmish a little bit later on, and and uh, you know you guys will handle that one. Uh, some other little news and notes. WWE got a new home for television in the UK and Ireland. I presume it's Northern Ireland. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's called TNT Sports. I have no idea if it's related oh, yeah, to TNT right. here uh, in North America or not. Um, we still don't have any more information on All In. They keep saying it's going to be a pay per view, and and but as far but no one's announcing anything other than BR Live, and BR Live is pay per view, but not everyone uses BR Live, so. I, I, you know, I'm sure there's still talks going on, but this is really weird. I, I don't know why regular pay-per-view 
wouldn't want it. I don't know if Warner Brothers wants it exclusively on BR Live. I don't know that why, since it's in the middle of the day, why Warner Brothers Discovery wouldn't air it on TNT or TBS. It's not going to interfere with primetime. It's just an experiment. I, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that changes. Because it is in Great Britain. I wasn't even thinking about it, that if the show starts at 8, it's really starting at 3 p.m. Eastern time. And, you know, uh, so I don't know. Why not? Um, what else we got there? SmackDown this week's on, on FS1 for those who need to uh, watch SmackDown. And there's some other stuff, free agents, injuries, stuff like that. But uh, let's give Chris a talk. I'm sure something's on his mind. Please, Chris, go for it. Chris? Uh, I don't know. Um, well, uh, listen, we can talk about uh, we can talk about most of what happened on uh, on Dynamite later. Um, yeah, I was but... going to say save it yeah. for later. Yeah, you were me with that pause. I'm like, I don't got that kind of time. We'll, we'll, we'll just we'll just having little snippets talking about Ibushi. Have you ever actually, Chris? Let me ask you this: Have you ever watched Ibushi in a match before? Yeah, I watched no. the whole uh, oh. cruiserweight tournament, so I got to see oh, I think, yeah. three Kota Ibushi matches uh, through that. Right. And also, I, I've seen some highlights of his stuff in Japan. So you, you know exactly what he looked like, basically, and whatnot, right? Now, tell me, did he not look completely weird and different compared to what you usually know him as? So I, I'm actually going to, to find my notes here so that I can tell you exactly what I thought of Kota Ibushi last night. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, okay. So this is I'm, – I'm, I'm showing you this so that you can see it's proof that I actually had this written down yesterday before Jeff started saying it. Kota Ibushi is the final entrant. His punches look like shit. His kicks look yeah, okay, that's exactly but they're a little slow. Right. Um, later, is Spot Ibushi so hung over? Is Ibushi see, hungover see, is literally see what I mean? question. He Dude, moves you saying so hungover. slowly in this match. I said he looked like a heroin I mean, junkie. his kicks are slow. His punches are slow. He's just not moving around at any speed. At one point, he was supposed to go from one ring to the other ring to save somebody. I think Kenny was in a, a submission. And he, like, literally, Spot like, on, as man. gingerly as a as current Bret Hart, gingerly moved from one <laughs> ring to the other. Like, like he was scared that he was going to fucking fall down and have a stroke. What the fuck is up with Kota Ibushi? Is he injured? <laughs> he was for a long time. I have no I have no idea, man. Well, yeah. I mean, he's gone weird, dude. He's a weird cat. I mean, shit, I shouldn't say that. Because I might get labeled racist for saying he's a weird cat since he's Asian. God damn it. I didn't even look at it. I didn't even think of it like that. an Asian slur all of a sudden? Oh, in Australia, it fucking is. If you call an Asian oh, dude a well, cat. You shouldn't have, well, I shouldn't have asked you, but uh, I had no idea. <laughs> uh, I kid I, you I, not. If you, if you call him a cat here, man, it's like saying the N-word. Okay, well, then you shouldn't have done that, dummy. Uh, anyway, yeah, I, I, well, uh, if you call him the weird cat here, it just means he's a weird cat. And, <laughs> as, as far as I know, in my 54-year-old East Coast, uh, you know, whiteness, I, I have never heard that as an Asian slur. Wasn't I telling was, you guys he, about he like the a, meows? He looked like a fucking cat who had just swallowed some poison or something. <laughs> he was fucking moving like shit. That was... That, that's that's the kind of cat he looked like yesterday. Like it, it, it'd be it'd be all right if he came out looking like a thundercat. You know, them guys were pretty oh. fucking hardcore. Oh he just looked like a poisoned cat. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. I'm gonna get some heat tonight for yeah, sure. Tara, yeah, did Lionel? Oh uh, boy, Chitara, Chitara. 
Kintara Chitara, what? Well, anyway, the point is, we'll, we'll talk about that on the skirmish more so, more in depth, yes, Chris. But will. yeah, there's something up with him. I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's yeah, he's weird, man. He's, I'm you, I think he lost weird. a lot. I think he lost a lot of muscle mass when he got injured and couldn't use his shoulder. I think he, I think he used the bulk up, the the, the anabol or whatever the modern equivalent is. He needs stanabol. That's what he needs to, to rip just, up again. To just bolt back up again but but he's not yet up to the cutting up because you know even his face looked a little round i mean i, yeah, I don't man mean... he did bro it really did and his ass looked fucking his face looked just a little he's... round to say nothing at all about his eyes like like if i had never seen him before and this is the first time i'd seen him i go that's a pretty jacked you know dude but i've seen him before when he looks like when he looked like literally looked like buddy murphy and looking like that that that's somebody who looks like less than what he was i mean listen i'm not trying to say i would i would you're slow bro i would give a kidney to to look like he looks um but not, uh, compared to what know. he looked like, you know, <laughs> body wise, compared to what he right. looked like, um, you know, before he he looked bad, like someone who has an exercise, you know, exercise in six or seven months, but was in really great shape. I don't know, man. But I, I don't even I wasn't even all that worried about his physical appearance. Like to me, he was moving slowly. His punches yeah, was. looked the punches were disgusting, slow, dude. Like. He, like, I mean, usually I mean, he's like, pa, like pa, pa, that's you know the what I'm of his of his punches, right? Like, and did you see kicks. the mount, the top mount too? Were disgusting. Yeah, it looked that top mount looked like the one that fucking Dustin Rhodes was all pissed off about like two <laughs> yeah. years ago or whatever. It was like, what the fuck is going on here? At one point, he he threw a kick, and I mean, literally, like it was the slowest fucking kick I think I've ever seen in wrestling. And I've been watching wrestling since like the eighties, right? I've seen fucking wrestling from the sixties. I've seen wrestling from the fifties for fuck's sakes. And this guy looks slow, (laughs) like slow. I was like, what the fuck is, I literally, like I said, like, I'm glad you guys mentioned it because it's in my fucking notes from last night. Like, what is wrong with this guy? I feel like the three of us are the only ones online because he was trending just before, right? So I clicked on it just to see what people have said. I swear, man, Jeff apparently has come across a couple people. I've come across nobody on my feed that have said what we've said. You know what I mean? So, I don't know, man. I haven't gotten a lot of likes to the comments, but I haven't gotten the usual barrage of, of hate and know you're wrong and... Look at you, you're fat. I haven't, so I haven't gotten any any of those. It's slow time. <laughs> trying to be top Rantley before it gets here, huh? Good job. Um, and what's with this man? Ibushi wants Ripley's ass. Who doesn't? <laughs> right, yeah. but what's, that's a weird comment, Jinder. Come on, bro. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, exactly. Maybe he wants Kenny's ass. I mean, that's the well, applied. <laughs> isn't that I'm well just, established? Well, that's. I'm just saying. Uh, oh, look, who's Facebook user now? I barely noticed Cuckman page in that match last That's what we're saying. He said that for, for three quarters. He said the same thing. Except when he was the second member of the phase team, and until like the last 20% of the match, he was basically an invisible man, as was Wheeler Yuta. Now, Wheeler Yuta, not too long ago, was injured, and apparently it wasn't that severe, but maybe maybe his participation was limited because of that injury. But, yeah, I mean... A lot of the people seemed invisible in this match. It was mostly the Bucks running around and and Cesaro and and Pat getting each other's way and Moxley bleeding all over the place. I mean, 
Yeah, but fuck, you, you, fuck you this. Know, like I said, we're going to cover this shit. Yeah, properly you guys anyway, cover this so, yeah. skirmish. Let's that. just get away from that briefly. But uh, Brian Pillman Jr. apparently was at the performance center this past week. Chris, would WWE look twice at him or would they just tell him to politely get out the door when he's done? Oh no, they'll take a they'll they'll take a, a good long look at him. To be honest with you, he's not a bad wrestler. I mean, you know, his work in no MLW was though, was pretty good. Um, and see, I don't think it's that he doesn't have a personality because yeah, when he was so. in MLW, like the personality was there. You could see a little True. bit of something there, um, at least something that's worth um, you know exploring if you're the WWE. And I mean, this is a legacy character. It's somebody who's the son of a legend who died young in your company. Right. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot to go off of there, but like, I don't know. They're gonna have to bring him in and like immediately have him have him be someone because he can't just come in as, you know, it, it, he it can't be fucking Curtis Axel 2.0. He's gonna have to come in and actually show off some personality right away. So that's a little bit on them and a little bit on him. He needs to really take whatever they give him and fucking grab the bull by the horns. No, that's for sure. I mean, Jeff, what do you think? I mean, I'm no Brian Pillman fan, but I agree with Chris. I mean, of course you take a look at him and, and, and give him a chance unless he really stinks or you really hate him or he just doesn't get your system. He's He's been on two televised wrestling programs, so he's got some TV training. He is a legacy. He's got a name. He's a former AEW person, and there is something to that, that someone from AEW leaves and goes to WWE. I mean, absent Cody, it's sort of like, 80 to one in the other ratio. So you, you sort of want to do that. And you want to pick and choose carefully. You don't want to look like Tony Khan in reverse, but you know, you have these legacy second generation wrestlers and listen, not having a personality has never stopped NXT before. And they give people silly hokey gimmicks or, or whatever, but you try to fit them in the right place. But yeah, I would give him a shot. I don't have much confidence in it, but I'd, I'd give him a shot too. And they'll work on his cardio and, and, and stuff like that. And maybe put him with the right people. When he was in a faction, that's when he was his most successful with other multi-generational wrestlers. And let's face it, despite what I said about Teddy Hart before, he certainly has enough personality for any three people. Teddy Hart would have been a freaking star if he wasn't such a fucking idiot. Everyone knows Teddy Hart, and they knows that. And then Harry Smith Jr., you know. Uh, you know I still being, don't understand what's up with him. Being 6'5 on the indies and you know being the british bulldog son and and having a build even though it's getting progressively worse but you know having a major league build in the indies is also enough to hide someone else's lack of personality so yeah i i, I give him a look but listen we know that a lot of people have been seen at the performance center nothing had vincent dutch uh matt haven was there so we we know a lot of people will visit the performance center maybe it's just to see friends or whatever you know eric young was seen there and then people were still saying he was recently released or he was released in april or he was released last november i'm gonna go with this with the same thing he was never signed they they, they, they never signed him maybe he showed up every now and they, maybe they gave him some per diems to coach or whatever but I've never, I've never heard of a time where WWE has released someone without announcing they've released someone, ever. So um, anyway, but uh, in other related news, there are some free agents out there. Slice Boogie is done with MLW. Um, uh, we talked about just Brian Billman. Nick Aldis and Zicky Dice are both done with Impact. Already? Yeah, their their contractual obligations are over. And Roosh has indicated he's not going to re-sign with AEW, which doesn't mean he won't, but he says he won't. 
but there's obviously implications, you know, Trilistico, right? Who I don't think has signed with AEW. Um, or Ibushi for that matter. Uh, yeah. Or, well, I'm sure that, that Chiron's probably out there today. Um, <laughs> but what, what's it say for Andrade if he resigns? I mean, what, whatever he's doing now doesn't seem much different than what he was doing under Tony Khan's book. And, and what about Miro? Where the fuck is he, dude? Don't know. I think Miro is on a long-term contract. I think he's stuck for a bit. I'm not, I'm not really sure. But what was uh, all that shit about, man? You bring him back for what? I, I don't know. We still haven't seen. I mean, don't don't forget. That, I mean, Collision is what four weeks old, five weeks old, and it's. I mean, it's been sort of some of its programming has been forced to the Forbidden Door two, and and the Owen Memorial Tournament. So. Let, let's see what, what they do. Let, let, let's not jump on the Miro's buried, you know, they don't know how to book them on collision just yet. Let's, let's give it another, you know, three to six weeks with, without all these interferences with regular pay-per-views to build towards. By the way, though, there's an interesting thing on that, and that is that CM Punk led a collision locker room meeting pro- on Saturday night, which apparently excluded the non-collision uh, cast members and staff. And children, man. So I don't know what was said, but it's anyone have any information on that beyond the headline? It doesn't surprise me, Chris. Does it surprise you? I mean, Punk is known to be doing his little, uh, you know, meetings in the back. Actually, I've heard uh, RVD say a funny sort of story where when RVD first got busted, remember when he won the UFC championship? I mean, UFC. The ECW Championship. I was going to say, WWE I didn't Championship. see that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know why I said UFC. But anyway, e- ECW and WWE Championship. And then he got busted with the weed. I don't know if you guys remember. I'm sure you did. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Then he they had stripped him. He had a vacate it the next day or whatever. Well, when he got back from his suspension, the first thing, uh, you know, CM Punk did while RVD was there was, hey, man, we've got a fucking team meeting and I'm, and I'm the leader. Like, And RVD's like, what? You're the fucking locker room leader? Basically, he was just like, pfft. Whatever, dude. Eat a dick. You know what I mean? Right. And here we are again. Like, he's pretty much claiming to be the locker room leader with the collision boys. You know what I mean? Well, he is. Uh-huh. He is. And listen, if, if if what it takes to have a show like last week's collision is for CM Punk to have a fucking meeting with people before the show, great. Have a fucking meeting every show. In fact, kick out whoever the fuck is running the show on Wednesday and have CM Punk show up and have a fucking meeting. If that's what it takes to get wrestling like we caught last Saturday, great. Every fucking week, CM Punk gets to stand on a soapbox and tell everybody what to do. And this this just supports the hypothesis that, that uh, I, I think it was me who raised that last week when we were reviewing both Collision and Battle of the Belts, the, 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 the shows were so markedly different. Do, the, do you think the actual production teams tagged in and tagged out? I think they did. <laughs> I, think, I, I think they actually did. I think it's like that, that Bugs Bunny cartoon where one sheepdog clocks in and the other one clocks in. Hey, hey Harvey. Hey, Al. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> But other signings, Matt Cardona is now signed with MLW, though I just saw him also in NWA. Uh, Kota Ibushi, uh, we presume, signed with AEW. Ian Riccoboni signed with AEW. He's sort of like their their number one backup guy for Ring of Honor, AEW, and all things. And I think he did a great he should job. Just be, he should just be the partner on Collision. Like he, It should just be him and Nigel. They were so fucking good together. They, they fucking were, together. man. And I'm not the biggest Riccoboni fan. That's what's funny because usually he's so calm. But for some fucking reason, he brought his A game that I've never heard before ever with him doing commentary. 
and maybe because of the occasion. I don't think he's ever commentated on such a huge occasion before for him. And when I say huge, I use that with inverted commas because, I mean, it's not even fucking a million fucking people watching. But yeah, it was like the perception fourth wise, wrestling show on the week. No, but, but still, but right? I know, fair, but because yeah. he's he's what only worked for Ring of Honor and Indies. So, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And Ring of Ring maybe, of Honor's yeah. never gotten that many viewers for anything. True. So for him, this is WrestleMania, man. And yeah. it really showed. And I was damn impressed because I'm like, after all the years of, of actually listening to him, where the fuck has that been, man? Oh, I like Ian Riccoboni. I was saying WWE should hire him before somebody else does. And somebody else did. I mean, I actually felt like he was better than Kevin Kelly on this occasion. I liked him better than Kevin Kelly too, but I think it's because I'm more used to him. But uh, listen, Kevin Kelly and Nigel no, McGuinness or Ian Rickenbottom. I've never heard either one of those fucking guys before, like the last couple of weeks, Jeff. I, I thought Rickabani was markedly better. Like, like yeah. by a lot, I thought was was better. I, I think Ed, well, they have worked together, Ian and Nigel, oh, and Rickabani are a lot. So they so they have that comfort level. I have no idea about Kevin Kelly and Nigel McGuinness, but. Because you know, there's probably hey, they used to be the Ring of Honor commentators too, man. Both yeah, that that that's why I was just gonna say that it's entirely likely. But uh, yeah, I I wouldn't be upset. But listen, I like Kevin Kelly and Nigel McGuinness better than I like most of the other AEW commentary teams, and better than I like at least one half of the Raw commentary team. So uh, you know, I, I think they're they're both better talents than say, well, Kevin Patrick and you know the, whatever rotating goon squad of Excalibur and Tony Schiavone. Sorry to say it, Jim Ross, these days. Leave oh. Becky alone. She's an Irish. Wrong show, dude. <laughs> we haven't even gotten there. But if I you're know. mad at me for machismo, I, I understand. Um, <laughs> all good. Um, we did pretty much. You know, er- er- Eric Young was was re- reincarnated from the dead in Impact and, and re-signed with Impact. Uh, and there's a bunch of injuries, but it's unclear. Like one, obviously, Don Callis was okay enough to participate in the show last night, so good news there. So was Wheel of Yuta. Um, Steve Macklin apparently suffered a severe injury, and, and uh, I don't even know who the champion in Impact is anymore, but I know it ain't him. Um, Bailey looks like she's okay. Liv Morgan apparently suffered another injury to that same injured arm. Look, it's starting to feel like this is going to be a perpetual thing. I don't know. I certainly don't hope so, but something to watch there. Uh, it it did not impact the changing of the titles. That was going to happen anyway. We we all know that Mark Briscoe uh, had had his uh, knee injured, and so his main event with the Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor title match main event was scratched. They replaced it with Pack versus uh, Cesaro. And if all of you were saying, "What? Huh? I don't know what that means." They'll get into in the skirmish as to the long term story development that, that led to that. Then someone can guess what. Uh, what Pack has done in the new Ring of Honor to merit a world title shot because I'm pretty sure he's never been on it, not a single time. Um, Elton Prince has a separated shoulder. Apparently, fans were so mad at Ridge Holland that they uh, that he deleted his Twitter accounts. Um, I have no. Christ, they got to stop that shit, man. I, I'm not one of these people that pretends, unless it's obvious, that pretends I know enough about wrestling to know who did something, but apparently somebody who does know about wrestling says, this is where the injury happened. It was before Ridge Holland even was involved in the move. So I don't know what to say. Well, speaking of injuries, uh, apparently WWE is still waiting to probably diagnose Bailey's injury also. 
Okay, you said that you like too excited. You're like, apparently, uh, WD is going to properly diagnose oh, well, Bailey's if, injury. If so I you're sound... like, Bailey's injury. <laughs> uh, no, no, I didn't mean it like that. But if I did, well, whoopsie, I guess. Actually, that's a good question, Chris Willen. Do you guys think it's now or never for Nick Aldis to sign with AEW WWE? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. Because his stocks have just gone down, man. I, think I actually think time. that it was... I think it was it was now or never about five years ago for WWE. Yeah, that's, that's a fair point, If he's going to get too. into AEW, it's, it's now or never. Like I, And listen, he's a big enough name that he could come in instantly and they could push him to something. I mean, I, I'm not suggesting he could be world champion, but I mean, I'm not suggesting that he couldn't be either. He's, he's a really, really good pro wrestler. And for those of us who are in the wrestling bubble and everyone who watches AEW is in the wrestling bubble, and I mean, well within the wrestling bubble, they may be the nucleus of the wrestling bubble. Um, so Nick Aldis is a big enough name that if AEW wanted to sign him and push him as like a world championship challenger, um, he'd, he'd make sense. And I think that um, whoever uh, whoever beats uh, MJF eventually, which I mean, that surely that's got to be happening soon. Um you know, at least at least if you're following the fucking booking so far. Um, but, you know, Nick Aldis could be the next really good heel coming in from outside the company and being like, listen, I've been the class of professional wrestling for the last 15 years, and you guys have been over here playing. I want my shot at that world title. Yeah, I don't I mean, think it's now or never. I don't think that there's any dispute that his stock has dropped in the last six months. Uh, both by really doing nothing much in impact and also sort of how he left, you know, Billy Corgan. And, you know, some people are going to blame it on Billy Corgan. Some people are going to blame it on Nick Aldis. But I will say, but I don't think it's ever now or never. He's, I think he's still in, you know, 37 ish around there. So he's certainly not old. And he looks great. I will say this now, though, it's going to be a while before Cody Rhodes can get back to the SmackDown Universal title. And Cody Rhodes is going to finish this feud one way or another with Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, and you need another feud after that. Well, he does have some unfinished business, and he has a rivalry with Nick Aldis that it, it, it could be. So if you need an immediate insta-feud, which makes sense and can take you for another three or four months before you start, before you have to get to that road to WrestleMania, and a guy that can lose in that and, you know, and, and be okay and you can put him on TV right away and you can trust him. Nick Aldis seems like he would fit that bill right now. I mean, anything else probably we'd feel, well, just like someone like Brock Lesnar running and beating him up for no reason, beating Cody Rhodes up for no reason. Nick Aldis would make sense. You know, you, you stole my sweet Charlotte and you know who I'm talking about. And, you know, and, you know, he could basically do a Finn Balor, Seth Rollins. You, you, you derailed my career and, and it's been chaotic ever since. And and now I'm here to derail yours. Yeah, I, I just feel like Aldis is so like as good as he is. His stock just—I don't know if it's him that decides not to go to WWE. I mean, he did say he mentioned recently, as a matter of fact, that uh, he did have talks with WWE, and it was pretty positive. It's just not the right time yet for him to. Well, maybe it's debut not. per maybe se. Maybe he still thought he'd be an executive. Maybe he thought he was going to get something from Billy Corgan. I don't know. Maybe now he's given up. You know, he's remember what it's been like to be on a short-term deal with him. Back. Also, I, you know, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I like, I would like to see Mickey James come back to WWE 
bring a little Absolutely. life into that and you can put her into a title picture immediately without anyone caring, without anyone being upset. And she could win a title and everyone be excited. No, for sure. Cool. All right. And you know what? Before before we do end the show, though, because really there hasn't been that much news, I will say this, though. Well, Trinity's um, the Impact Women's Champion. The, the, I'll, let's not pretend that that's not uh, a big deal. Big deal. <laughs> Jeez. Huge. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Exactly. <laughs> and she was all teary and shit. Big fucking Wait, deal. Wait, there is something strange. Colby Carino, didn't, we, didn't, didn't everyone report he signed with NXT? I saw him back on NWA yesterday. That was a long time ago, wasn't he? Didn't he sign with NXT like two years ago? Well, listen, these NWA tapings just occurred. I mean, I just interviewed the guy who they were doing the charity event on Saturday and they were doing three tapings for NWA Power. And, I mean, it it may be before that because he, he also let... He corrected me that Poyol Delmar and Silas Mason were no longer an item together, and I thought I missed it on YouTube, but I didn't. It was the Tuesday after, so maybe it's still in the time before. But maybe. I don't. Think they're the, but they're not that far behind. They're only like a month or two behind real time, and I could have sworn. The, so I'm not sure if Colby Carino's in NXT or if he's still pounding his way on the Indies. Well, according to Media M5, Colby was in performance heading towards NXT next level. Yeah, but a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people go to the performance center and show up in other places. I think that I think there's pretty much a, a an open door to the performance center if you want to come out, work out, you know, do tryouts and things like that. That, that doesn't mean everyone gets signed. Well, he yeah, Mickey says- James against Tris. Thank you. Right, I saw, exactly. I saw Kobe in uh, I, last night, which I presume was taped a month and a half ago, five weeks ago. NWA should be killed already. Fuck, fuck that company seriously. No, I, I mean, I predict it every year, and I'm wrong every year. So, except though, our very own, you know, Chris Silvio and fucking Bulletproof Troop. I know you got a lot of friends there to be to spilling that kind of bile. I know, but I'm just being straight. I mean, come on, Chris. I mean, let's be honest. Look, the more companies, the You're better, obviously, for I the boys. <laughs> Sometimes I need to think before I say shit. You know what I mean? You think? <laughs> I mean, we all, we all. That's actually a lesson for all of us. No, that's true. That's true. I mean, shit, we bash our very own. Except fucking, me, uh, I'm brilliant all the time. Except for Chris. Oh yeah, okay. Except for Chris, that's true. He doesn't bash the nobody. Central Canada, except. <laughs> yeah. He's Canadian. He's too nice. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But come, <laughs> you got to do that fucking Canadian accent again, though, Jeff. Yeah, listen. When the time is right. <laughs> oh, damn, that was funny, man. Uh, there was one more thing. Oh yes, Maybe apparently. You're <laughs> that's fucking funny look at Chris's face not happy <laughs> that's a smaller he's gonna fucking bite your ear off in a minute Jeff. you should stay you should stay evil but don't stay evil because I'm Teddy Hart and I'm never evil I'm a really good guy and I raise cats and I love cats and the cats love me juggling them and throwing them in the air they think it's a lot of fun the cats love that they love it all the time try it any time with your cats just don't touch my cats hey you want to buy a cat $6,000 for a Persian cat it's worth $50,000 in Persia uh, those fucking poor Persian cats though for real they're well, all you inbred you don't want a cat how about some ecstasy eh <laughs> well I even have it marked on this baggie that I'm carrying it in that's yeah. right. You can tell it's authentic. Does that guy sleep, man? <laughs> yeah, probably no, in the car. I'm he was being pulled over <laughs> I'm being dead serious because he looks like he's going 100 miles an hour all the time, man. And you know what's weird? He doesn't even look like he ages either. 
Oh, I don't know. If you've seen the if you've seen the most recent pictures, he's starting to look a little. Oh, rough. really? Well, yeah. I, I saw I'm, the last thing. I'm going to use a pun on on a rhyme. I'm going to say crack don't crack. Crack don't crack. That's an understatement. I mean, no shit. The last thing I saw about him, I don't know if you've seen his quiz. Um, maybe you have. But um, did you watch that? Was it NBC or Peacock documentary, whatever I saw it was? It. I saw it. That was good, man. I mean, it's pretty in depth. But uh, did you see that quiz at all? Uh, I'm not sure what you mean. What uh, what was it? Oh, you didn't you didn't see the the Peacock documentary about Teddy was, Hart was... and if he killed his oh. ex girlfriend. No, I haven't seen I haven't seen that specifically, but I've definitely watched oh, enough you should videos check it out, to know dude. that there's a good chance oh, that he no. killed his girlfriend. Oh no, uh, you probably should uh, check it out. It's it's really good, except the parts where they get everything about him <laughs> totally wrong. Mm. Uh, Actually, I don't think he killed her though. I'll say that, but oh, he God. could be at fault though. I think I think Teddy Hart is um just the poster child for the idea that if you're gonna be successful at a thing, talent is not enough. You you have to have the right kind of mentality, now, and Teddy is just an insane human being. But in general. you know, well, you know whose fault it really is, Chris. If you watch that documentary, I blame his family. They fucking bail him out all the fucking time, man. Yeah, even well, though he's forty years that's old. That's another thing that he's a poster child for. Is that right. like, is that if somebody is struggling, the best thing to do is let them fucking struggle until they get themselves out of whatever's making them struggle. Like, right? I. I I'm not listen like I was a I was a social worker for 15 years almost. I'm not the kind of person to just say, well, drop them and let them fucking fall. I'm, that, I'm not that person, <laughs> no, but like Of course, right. But yeah, like there there is a there is a, you know, there is a line at which you shouldn't cross if you're, you know, if you're the family member of somebody who's struggling with addiction. And um Teddy Hart's family crossed that line like many 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 miles ago. Um they're way past the line. And you know what's sad, Chris? The, the the old man, his dad, actually admits that, but still bails him out. And he knows it, right? He knows it deep down. But he's like, but God damn it, that's my fucking son. It's my only son right now. Because you know how his brother passed away? And since that happened, that's when he started going wacky. And, you know, I mean, mm. shit. We've all got our fucking T- issues, man, but... Teddy's been wacky his whole life. T- Teddy, Teddy has never been a normal person. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean... What can I say? It's sad, but whatever. I mean, it is what it is. And I just want to also say before we uh, take it home, uh, Seth Rollins apparently needs surgery, but he's not going to get it yet. Apparently, he's got a fucked up knee. Uh, His back is fucked as well. And basically, he's saying he probably needs to get surgery, but he he can't afford to do it just yet, obviously, because he's champion and whatnot. I I was hoping you could say who's going to get a brain transfusion. (laughs) <laughs> quite no not quite <laughs> Seth Rollins ruins even surgery <laughs> medium 5 says Jeff sounds like a Swedish chef having an aneurysm the joke's on you <laughs> I am a Swedish chef having an aneurysm <laughs> hey, hey you did sound, it sort of sound Swedish actually now that I think about it Lindeborg the Abba <laughs> I can't even do a Swedish accent. It's like, who wants a mustache hide? I want one. Isn't it? Remember that song? Not that. That's a classic, an old classic. 
Well, anyway, boys, unless there's anything else uh, you guys want to share, um, like I said, usually the extra, we shouldn't even have to be on for extra time. So I just, uh, uh, I want to, uh, I, before we go, you know, you, you touched on it just briefly, but I want to, I want to just say that, uh, you know, Seth Rollins going in for surgery. I want to say good luck to, uh, to whatever's wrong with him. Uh, I really hope that it survives the surgery and that, uh, that he has to spend as much time away from the ring as humanly possible. <laughs> he said he should be having surgery. It doesn't mean he will have surgery anytime soon. This, yes. this well, God bless like his messy. injury, and I really hope that he survives <laughs> forever. This just sounds like the classic Seth Rollins. There's not enough news about me. Make everything about me. Put the spotlight on me. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Look how stupid hey. I'm dressed. Look how dumb my wife dresses now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because I can picture him. She was sexy two years ago. Now she looks. He now, did, dude. He ruined her. Heroin chic. It's true, though, man. Seth Rollins ruins everything, even Becky Lynch. I mean, he is from Iowa, so the whole, you know, meth chic thing shout makes sense. Shout Jargo. out to Jago, yeah. <laughs> even though he'll say, I'm not from Iowa anymore. I'm Indianapolis now. No, he lives in Indianapolis, <laughs> but he's still from Iowa. <laughs> yeah. You know what? He, he is extremely thin. <laughs> You're fucked. I'm not going to go there, Jeff. Uh, you know, but shout outs to fucking our fat? boy. Are you calling Jargo a fat ass? Is that what you're doing, Jimmy? Uh, no, no, I'm not. Well, he's one of the four pillows. That's right. That's true. <laughs> remember? Remember? He's man, I miss him being on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I want him on the show, man, but because of you. Kevin Panetta's Sorry? fat. Kevin Panetta needs to do some oh, sit-ups. The he's, fatest cunt I know, man. In really terrible shape. Well, terrible. Kevin Kev, if you're listening. Dude, keep running, keep going to the gym, man, because you're making me look fucking skinny, bro. Yeah, it's embarrassing. I'm just saying, yeah, dude, you, you gotta, look so fat, you fat fuck. Nah, you know what? I miss the fucking. I can only see. I can only see like twelve abs now. Like you got to. Oh no, I'm calling up. him fatty like, time from now on. No, no yeah, more sexy time. He's not the he's dollar king. He, he's the new mad king, like Eddie King. Like he's twins. the Burger King now, Jeff. What are you talking about? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Shout outs. Shout outs to our very own sexy time, Kevin Panetta. Nah, man, we're fucking with you, obviously, bro. Big you look like a million bucks, man. Hey, he's in his 40s and he looks fucking great, man. You know what I mean? So hats off to the, to the dollar king himself. Actually, he's been way overdue to be on the show, man. No shit. He hasn't followed us anymore. He's done. No, nah, he's watching again. He's back. Oh, okay. Actually, he, we've been meaning to do shows, but uh, he's been busy, man. He's been going to my, uh, you know, to Florida and shit and whatnot. Yeah, he, he wants when, to do wrestling shows. When the lottery also is on vacation every other week. I mean, why not, man? I mean, shit, and let him fucking live, man. You know what I mean? I'm not telling him but... not to live. I'm just wondering <laughs> how this sudden change of life. All of yeah. that, what happened is all of that pro Cody stuff before WrestleMania was really just a facade, and he bet big <laughs> on Roman winning because he knew that was the right way to book it. So, you know, he, he, he made did. a ton of money really on, the, on the main event of WrestleMania. Really is the dollar king, he, right? That's what killed him. That's what broke his back, man. The fact that fucking Cody didn't win, he was done after that. He's living he was He's fucking the dollar done. king. Spreading those dollar dollars. King. Making it he rain. He was fucking done man i mean i don't blame him i feel him i get what he where he's coming from but still it's kind of funny I don't worry his story hasn't ended yet kev don't stress my man most to care um, about wrestling including being upset by something that, that, i mean it's the whole point to get emotion right exactly that's the whole fucking point that's cody hasn't that's... given up why have you 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't do that small luck. Like, you, you do it, man. What What would you like to talk about? <laughs> he fucking fights. Oh, that is golden, man. You do the most fucking. Oh, man, that is the best smile, bro. No shit. It really oh, translates before... to audio. <laughs> I know. That's true. Well, if you want to watch us, you can on YouTube. So there you go. Um, Shout out to YouTube. Shout out to YouTube. Monetize us, motherfuckers. Well, not anymore. <laughs> Once you just said that, boom, we're done. Oh, I, I'm pretty sure when you started throwing around racial epitaphs for uh, Asian people, we were uh, we were unmonetized. <laughs> <laughs> you so, know what? Actually, also pretty sure we're as... somewhere around 900 viewers away from our first seven dollars. So as long as you know what, man, fucking one of our PWC fucking shows from back 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 when when Kevin Castle was on talking about Dominic has got over 20,000 plays. And we didn't get a cent because Spiro fucking took everything. God damn it. Yeah, I'm All just right, saying because well. it's on Irrational Rage. I hate, but, um, I, I, I hate this group violence. Yeah. I'm just saying that, that that's kind of... Oh, I'll, 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 I'll straight up recreate the invasion in World War II. Fuck Spiro. Spiro's <laughs> a piece of shit. <laughs> well, I'm actually all for uh, Greek, Greek violence. So I'm, I'm, I'm fine with Peloponnesian War. So that's, that's hey, Greeks always fight each other, man. So it's all good. <laughs> you know how it goes. Uh, anything else, fucking, to say before we go, Discount boys? Turks. All right, now, 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 you're pissing me off, Jeff. I'm, it's going to really? be some more Jewish, Greek on Jew fucking crime this time. Don't, don't bet the, don't bet the German. Oh, whoops, I better not go there. I hey. better not go there. <laughs> that's you. That's your job. You didn't fucking finish the job, Chris. <laughs> Still standing. What's <laughs> We're going to fucking cop it in the ass now. Uh, anyway, <laughs> what do you know? A Greek, a Jew, and a fucking German. I mean... <laughs> Walking to a bar. Hey. <laughs> hey, we're fucking around. We're giving shit to each other. That, that doesn't... Come on now. Look, this whoever, is the best wrestling content you can get anywhere, folks. <laughs> the breast. The breast. Hey, people love this shit sometimes, man. But anyway, boys... Tell them, well, Chris, you know what? You tell them where they can find you. Well, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at ChrisAms1. You can go there to listen to me uh, talk about pro wrestling, politics, and just kind of whatever the hell else comes to mind. Um, you can also uh, listen to me right here on the PWC Network. Actually, later today, um, in a couple hours, whether I'm done or not, in a couple hours, Jimmy and I will be going live with uh, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast about AEW Dynamite. The Wednesday Night Skirmish. And uh, you can also find me right here on many other shows. Obviously, now that I have uh, the keys to the kingdom, so to speak, for StreamYard, I just kind of show up whenever the fuck I want. It's really fun. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, but also, you can find me on uh, ChannelAttitude.com and uh, the HMG, the Hamid Media Group. Uh, you can find me over there on uh, several shows, such as the... Uh, Smack talk, smack attack, uh, the the snack smack attack, smack attack talk, snack attack talk, uh, snack attack, <laughs> yeah. smack smack attack, snack. Uh, <laughs> the smack 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 smack. That's right. And join us, join us <laughs> soon when we have Teddy Hart on and we have a special crack <laughs> attack. Um, uh, you know, no, you um, know, funny you bring that up. I actually sent an email to Teddy Hart one time to see if we could get him on. Never got a response. Sorry. Yeah, well, please continue. That's, a, that's that. a shoot. 
That's I'm really shoot. sad. I'm really sad now that we didn't have Teddy Hart on a fucking podcast. What would you ask him, though, if we did, though? Say we got him. What would you ask? I would we probably go really deep with it. Like, I would probably say, Teddy, like, like you're from one deep? of the most legendary. I would probably be like, like listen, oh. honestly, Teddy, you're from one of the most legendary wrestling families in history. Like, you're, 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 your uncles are some of the most well-known people in professional wrestling. And a lot of people have said that you had more physical talent than anyone else in your family. Teddy, honestly, what happened? <laughs> I know. <laughs> what happened? Oh man, there's one podcast that threw him under the bus, Chris. Like bad. If you ever go, back and I wouldn't and hear do that. that, but I would ask the real questions that I think would be really interesting to at least hear his answers to. I mean, I don't know if what he would say would be coherent. I doubt it, having listened to a number <laughs> of of podcasts with Teddy Hart in the past. Oh boy! But at least ask the right questions. You know, at least ask the the questions that uh, that you can feel. Like, as a journalist, you ask the, the correct questions. And listen, I don't consider myself a journalist. But I, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> but I think that if you're in this position where you have an opportunity uh, to ask people questions, you should ask them the right questions. Um, but, yes, you can also find me um, every Sunday morning uh, after the collision. We sift through the wreckage on HMG and ChannelAttitude.com. So join us there. We're awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Jeff. Tell them where they can find your evil ass. So, Teddy, I know that you're completely innocent and you absolutely didn't kill the, the, the girl. And we all Dear know Teddy. that you're innocent. And by Dear the way, statute of limitations is is way beyond anyways. So, but we know you're innocent, but where's the body? Um, yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, yeah. Where can you find me? All the places that Chris just said. What other show? Hammerlock Hangover, which I'm recording tonight with Steve Pena, which is a wrestling podcast that doesn't involve these fellas. What or- time are you guys recording, actually? Uh, usually we start around 9.30 or 10. Hmm. Maybe uh, we'll do another live one like last time. That was pretty fun. Well, if you're... If, you if are, I'm around, I'm not going to promise you on that one, though. But I'm just saying, if I'm around, I'll I'll definitely consider doing that again because I enjoyed that show right. a lot. If, if, if you pop up, if you're there timely before we're going, then, then sure. Um... My non-wrestling podcasts are Garden of Doom and Garden Views. Uh, this week I spoke to a, a West Coast-based, uh, I want to say Los Angeles-based, but it's Laguna Beach and I think Irvine, I think is the, the other location, entertainment uh, lawyer, but uh, talking about a lot of entertainment things, including, of course, uh, the strike and the issues around there. We also talk a little bit about Rust and we also talk a little bit about Scarlett Johansson's issue with uh, Disney and the MCU as to how it relates to the, the strike and also AI, AI and things like that. So I'm actually dropping that this weekend instead of a Garden of Doom because I thought the, the, while most of my shows are evergreen, this one is particularly timely. And then next week's regular Garden Views will be with a, uh, uh, actually a guy who wrote the international bestseller called international diplomacy or international negotiation whatever it is it's printed in 19 different countries and uh, and that, and we have a conversation mostly about his his books you know <laughs> what G freaks give it <laughs> why why do you put that on the screen i I'm didn't do it don't All accuse right. me that wasn't me no. that time all right, oh, hey, look, he's hey, look he said nothing bad about Germans, so I so I felt I needed to. <laughs> no, well, That's not, not always me, Jeff. So fucking relax. Well, it usually man. is. Uh, <laughs> well, it wasn't me that time. In this case, in this I case, saw that. Hard <laughs> innocent. 
Um, <laughs> what the fuck? Chris, help me out of here, man. How do you do that? Look, yeah, he's gone no, red. Was... He's gone red. Anyway, <laughs> so, Garden of Doom and Garden Views about all things occult paranormal. I'm interviewing a, a gentleman by the name of John Barnwell. Next week, he actually owns the largest occult bookstore in the world. And uh, he's written two books, and we're going to talk about his books. Uh, a lot to do with the uh, the light of the Arcana Angel and the Arcana Grail. We're talking about how to, how to reach your highest level of spirituality and then locking your sixth and seventh chakra using Western methods, and you're putting and you're putting that that racial slander back up on the screen. I didn't do nothing. You, you will never reach the, the apotheosis. You will you will never be you will never be the noble traveler. But unless you, you know, unless you change ways after listening to Mister Barmwell, hopefully he's going to be a repeat, repeat guest also. Um, so all right. Anyway. Uh, that's enough. You can find that on PWC and uh, and Hami Media Group and also Wrestling Soup. Hi, guys. Bye, guys. All right. Well, if you want to follow me, you can on Twitter at DJ Mass Effects, and you can follow us also at the PWC Network. Like and subscribe right here at the PWCnetwork.popbean.com, where you can find all our shows. ChannelAttitude.com, where for five bucks you get the best talk in all of wrestling. And, uh, excuse me? And this show. Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, and I'm in mediagroup.popping.com where you can find our affiliate shows, including this guy's down here. And John's, actually. Cody Wherever... equals... Sorry? Cody equals chicken? Aww. Yes, it does, actually. Cota does equal love, chicken. Back off a little bit, Media and 5 Love is a very strong word. Okay? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not ready well, wait, wait. Love is definitely in the air because if the condom breaks, just use scotch tape. Yeah. That's a Jew thing. Just, just go to Suriname. <laughs> we can go to Kenya. <laughs> Number one. Sort of a big deal in Kenya. Uh, absolutely. Right. Nairobi. Nairobi, Blowing what's up? up? Kenya. That's right. Sort of a big deal. On Ma- Blowing on up in Kenya. Literally. Boom. Anywhere between yeah. Mount Kenya and Mount Kilimanjaro, I'm sort of a big deal. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, I am Jimmy T. That is Chris Sams. And that is the evil doctor himself in Dr. Jeff Lippman. And you've been listening and watching the PWC Extra right here on the PWC Network. And we're out. I thank you. (laughs) Stable, my Spartans. Nice. The PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.